Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Booked, the Hidden Gems author podcast in which Craig Touch and myself, Roland Hume, uh, get to introduce and uh, interview some really, really fascinating people who give a lot of insight to this crazy business we're in of self-publishing and writing and becoming authors. And today we have a very special guest who I am hugely excited to talk to, as I'm sure Craig is as well, uh, Amy Bernstein. Uh, who is an author, uh, author certified nonfiction book coach and an author herself. And before we begin, I have to ask, are you any relation to the Bernstein Bears? Of... That's Bernstein Bears. Um, <laughs> but I have, it's been a long, long time, you know, since I was asked about those wonderful stories. And there is no relation, I'm sorry to say. Now, it's there's a, this strange thing called the Mandela effect, where some people remember it as Bernstein, where it's the Berenstein. And it's always such an interesting thing to bring up. They were wonderful books. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, we are very excited to have you. And of course, we have the man himself, uh, the uh, founder and um, owner of Hidden Gems Books and an author himself, Craig. Good morning, Craig. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Roland. And thanks for coming on, Amy. I'm, uh, I am excited to, to talk to you because book coach uh, is a thing that I don't hear about that much. Um, it could be that I'm the only one who doesn't hear about it that much. Maybe everybody else knows about it, but I think that there's probably a lot of authors out there that aren't even aware of this sort of thing and it would be really useful to them. So I'm excited to hear all about it. So hopefully you can give us sort of an overview, like what does a book coach do? Sure. And you want me to just leap right in on that? Sure. Why not? Okay. Well, let's begin with, uh, first of all, um, Craig, no, you are not the only one. Um, Book coaching is very much uh, an evolving and an up-and-coming thing. While it's not new, many people have been uh, uh, doing book coach-type work for for some years. It's becoming more of a a recognized and really much-needed specialty, particularly considering that more people are writing books or trying to write books than ever before. Um, I think the pandemic spurred on a lot of uh, people to begin writing, and because because publishing has become a tool that's in the hands of the writer, self-publishing has become so easy that barriers to entry for authors have lowered and therefore more people are flooding in to write books. Now, um, it would be wonderful if everybody wrote really good books um, and book coaches help people write the best possible books that they can. And so um, uh, I am certified through a program called Author Accelerator, which is founded by Jenny Nash, who is an incredibly successful and astute uh, book coach. And, you know, Jenny had the insight that um, this is um, uh, a form of expertise that really could be um, codified in a way. Um, I'm trained and have access to a very specific set of tools to really help nurture a writer through the long process of figuring out what that book is about, who the ideal reader is, how should the chapters flow? What do you really have to say? What's your point? Where does your book land on the shelf? Many questions that writers don't always stop to ask themselves early on. But let me also draw a really quick distinction um, between what, what, about what a book coach is not before we get into what a book coach really is and does. So most people think, well, is that just a fancy name for an editor? And it's quite different because most editors, for the most part, are really dealing with text. They're really focused on the text that a writer has produced. A book coach takes a much more, has a much more holistic relationship 
with the writer in that the book coach will be an accountability partner all the way through a writing project will uh, offer that author very specific tools at certain points in time in the writer's process to help them through um, a lot of the muddle and to achieve clarity on what they're writing about and will really be a champion um, with that author. Now on the nonfiction side, um, book coaches also help authors get to the point where they can develop a really stellar nonfiction proposal to bring to the marketplace. So that's an extremely quick uh, overview of a little bit about what a book coach does and doesn't. And I'm sure you've got questions. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. We we think of it in terms of sort of when you're going through that, I'm thinking of different things that are sort of um, complementary to those things. Like you're saying it's not an editor, which I, I definitely understand. But it, it reminds me a bit about de of developmental editing, right? Because right. they help a lot of that stuff too. But what they don't do, I mean, they take it once the book is done, right? You're starting at the beginning with the author and your relationship with them sounds like is throughout the entire writing process, which could be a long period of time, right? I mean, you know, some people can write a book in a month and other people, it takes them a year. Right. So um, book coaches do work in various phases of where a writer is in their projects. So um, fiction book coaches may well start with a writer um, when she's at the very earliest fat part of noodling around with an opening chapter and an idea and a little more. Or uh, in fiction, for example, the coach may um, may agree to review an entire manuscript and figure out where that writer really, really needs to dig in um, to solve uh, problems. And you're right that, yes, some developmental editing does get into some of that. But I really think that book coaches are given um, uh, a broader uh, array of certainly certified book coaches. We have uh, more very specific tools at our disposal. We have a tool called the Blueprint, which is an incredibly powerful way of um, drilling down qualitatively into what you're writing and what your point is and really forcing you to excavate um, some clarity from, you know, the muddle that, that our writing often is when we're in the middle of it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the other thing I'm thinking of too is sort of when sometimes authors hire people to um, do, you know, consultations, which is more, well, could be about anything, right? When we do them, often they're about marketing, but sometimes they're about writing and different uh, um, market ideas, you know, when they're picking their subgenres or trying to market to a subgenre, uh, figuring out which ones are more more marketable uh, in terms of what they should target with their writing, right? So this, a lot of that sounds like um, could have fall under the book coach um, umbrella as well, because that's something that you would help them figure out during that process. So you're certified in the nonfiction um, area. So what's the difference, I guess, in terms of what you would do as a book coach with fiction versus nonfiction? I mean, you right. touched on a ton of it, but yeah. Right. There are really key, there are really key differences. The things that are the same are, you know, a book coach is going to be an accountability part, partner and help you work through specific tools toward clarity and really understanding um, your writing goals and what you're writing along the way. But diff key differences are, um, as, as we well know, it can take many, many months or even years to complete a fiction manuscript. And so a coach is going to work a lot with a writer on 
a lot of structural issues, character fiction coach, character motivation, um, certainly the, the, the character arcs, um, uh, the, the protagonist's wants and needs. That fiction coach is really going to get down in the trenches with the, the writer on um, um, what's really what's the what's the real backbone of the story? You know what's the conflict, and this can be a relationship that unfolds under on, uh, over many months. And you know it may be that um, uh, there could be pauses while the the writer is going off and doing pages. But a lot of fiction coaches hold their clients accountable by saying, "All right, well your next twenty pages are due to me by such and such a date," and they really keep the writer going. And then they're working through those problems as they arise. And through both conversation and um, some of these, you know, tools that ask a lot of hard questions um, and um, offer things like uh, how to really uh, write an outline, kind of um, uh, from the, from the inside out. Um, there are different ways of working through the typical problems that a fiction writer will encounter, and it kind of gives it a vocabulary and a structure so that the writer and the coach can have those conversations together. Now, on the nonfiction side, there's a lot of different things going on. Certainly with my clients, you know, nonfiction writers often need to um, uh, come up with a research plan. I mean, what's really going to go into that book? Um, they need to be really clear about why are they the authority to write on this particular topic. And on the nonfiction side, I really press my clients to um, help clarify what are you, what do you have to say um, that's bringing something fresh to the to the marketplace of ideas. Um, because wherever your book sits on the shelf, maybe there are books, maybe it's surrounded by books that are like that. So how is yours going to be different? You know, and why are you the right person to tell that story? So you're really marrying that writer's expertise with um, a really, really tight structure. Um, and certainly I love working with clients who want to uh, come up with, the, in nonfiction, you don't have to have the whole book written before you market it. In fiction, you really can only market a completed manuscript. So on the nonfiction side, our goal is to create a really killer nonfiction book proposal that could catch the eye of an agent uh, or, or, or a publisher. And that's got a lot of very specific elements in it. In addition to a couple sample chapters, you want to have a marketing plan. You want to make it clear what your own platform is. You want to make sure that your idea is expressed really clearly and things of that nature. I think that's so fascinating. It, it's one of the things I think that's most important about uh, self-publishing is the concept is king, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction. But in nonfiction, I can definitely see the value in that because if you're writing a nonfiction book, as a potential reader, you're looking like, does the person who's writing this have authority in what they're they're trying to talk about? Does this solve the problem that I'm there? So much of it is conceptual. It's like the book is almost plays second fiddle to, to the idea of the book. And it seems like that's what you bring to the table with this. Yes. One of the things that, that I'd like to think about out, out front with a nonfiction project is, um, you know, the writer should get clear on are, do you have something absolutely brand new to say? So are you being completely innovative in, in the ideas that you're bringing into the marketplace? Or are you a contrarian? Are you trying to go against the conventional wisdom in a particular field because you think everybody's gotten it wrong and you're going to set them straight, which can be very compelling. You know, so those are those are sort of modalities of how to think about um, nonfiction. Or perhaps you're so you're such a subject matter expert and you've been steeped in your field for so long that you simply have acquired uh, insights that you want to share um, with, with the public. I'm very interested in commercializing difficult technical stuff. I always say, bring me the nerds, because I would love, for instance, to work with, oh, let's just say, 
you know, like an astrophysicist, someone who's really steeped in, you know, interstellar science and all this stuff that they're learning from these incredible probes that are going deeper and deeper into space. How does an expert, how does someone who understands, you know, all the science and the physics, how do they talk about this to the public? And it, I think it's a fascinating translation exercise, often in nonfiction, where you're really trying to translate very technical, deep, jargon-laden um, information into uh, concepts and ideas that uh, a layperson could not only understand, but get excited about. So I love that challenge in nonfiction. That's like the line of the For Dummies books that uh, I used to <laughs> read a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I like the idea of the fact that uh, that as a nonfiction writer, it's possible to, um, I never really thought about this, but uh, that you could do your marketing before you've written the book um, with uh, just some strong sample chapters and a good plan, as opposed to fiction where you've, you've got to have pretty much most of it written. I haven't, haven't really thought about it. I guess, you know, the only maybe difficulty there is making sure that you're going to be able to finish it. You know, I guess it's one thing to come up with a couple strong sample chapters and then sell those. But then if you can't finish well, the whole thing. <laughs> great. It's a great point, Craig. One of the things that we do, um, one of the things that a nonfiction book coach uh, will do with you is that I would certainly do with you is um, we will be creating a, a an annotated table of contents for the entire book. So you will not be going forward with a proposal in the marketplace until you have a really good handle on all the components of the book as a whole. You will understand why each chapter flows to the next one. You'll understand sort of how you're bookending it with your first chapter and your last chapter. And you'll be really clear about how each ch chapter is, is structured, not just what the content is. So you, you will have the confidence that you know what, what you need to do to write the rest of the book. And that, that grasp of your own material will really shine through in a well-written book proposal. Um, so it, it is a part of the work that we do. And, you know, there are equivalents on the fiction side too. Obviously it's not so much about a table of contents, but it is about emotional arcs, arcs of change, the role of the protagonists and the other characters, um, how people affect each other and, you know, what needs to happen kind of on a scene to scene basis. So it's, um, there's, there's equivalent ways of working in, in, in fiction and nonfiction. Yeah, I can totally see that. I, I, there's, on my list, my long list of to-dos um, in terms of, you know, personal, not personal, but business related, I guess, is putting together some sort of a publishing book with all of sort of the information that I've accumulated over the years. And, um, and I think that one of the things that I've always thought in terms of how I would start that would be, like you said, a very detailed table of contents to figure out the whole plan and to uh, how it would break down and what kind of uh, things that I would be bringing to the table. So I can totally see that that makes a lot of sense in the nonfiction uh, world. Whereas when I've written in the past, we're all romance uh, fiction books. I would never do that. Sometimes I would, I would plan, um, you know, what the chapters, you know, sort of the, the arcs of the chapters, but not to the, to the same level of detail of, of like really figuring out what it is, you know, so that that makes a lot of sense. I I, uh, I think that that would be really helpful, especially when you don't have as much experience writing and um, and planning 
if you need somebody to help along that I can see there's a lot of value in that. Well, you know, and one one of the things that we we um, we ask our uh, authors to do is if you um, many people know this, but when you go into uh, Amazon and I think it's probably true with um, Amazon.uk as well, there's the look inside feature. If you click yeah. on the paperback or hardback version of a book, it's not for the Kindle edition. And um, so on the nonfiction side and on the look inside, you'll almost always be able to see the table of contents. Now, not all not all those um, chapters are going to be hyperlinked, of course, because they're not giving you the whole book. But it's so instructive when you're setting out on your own nonfiction journey to find books that you think are somewhat similar to yours and study the table of contents and see what are they covering? What are they not covering? How how granular is it? Is it a 30,000 foot perspective or are they down in the weeds? Are they Do they seem to be using a lot of data or a lot of surveys or does it seem to be very anecdotal and sort of case study driven? What are the forms? These are such important things for authors to do as they set out on their own work because they need to understand the world that they're going to be writing into, but they also need to understand where they can differentiate. and um, the, the the thing about the table of contents is, um, you know, chapters are not meant to be, yes, they are discrete, but they're not meant to stand alone in the sense of, well, there's this chapter and then there's this chapter and then there's another chapter. The chapters really should build, they should be building on one another in some type of a storytelling or a logical argument fashion. So that's part of the art and science of building that annotated table of contents is figuring out, even in nonfiction, you want the reader to, um, you know, in fiction, we talk about how the protagonist has to have an arc of change. They have to start in one place and they have to end somewhere else. In nonfiction, the reader needs an arc of change. So you want the reader to start with some baseline or no knowledge about something. And by the time they've read your book, they have a really bit different, better or enlightened understanding of the t- of the topic that you're writing about. So your table of contents is really important because it's going to bring them on that journey. I love that. Uh, I love that idea that the the reader is the one that needs the arc of change for nonfiction. That's that's really brilliant. Um, yeah, I think yeah. there are going to be people listening, and hopefully, if they write nonfiction books, they remember that because that's like a golden nugget. I think. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it's true. I've I've found myself doing the same thing where I open up the table of contents and see what other people have written, and and, I, and if you're doing that for research for your for your novel, it's a lot cheaper to do it that way than to buy every one of those books. And I mean, obviously you do want to read a few at least of your competition, but this allows you to um, see a lot more than you'd want to purchase yourself. Well, the other thing I think that every writer should do before they start on a nonfiction book is go to your local bookstore, whether it's an indie bookstore or in some ways it's almost better to go to like, well, there's just about the last chain standing is Barnes and Noble as a dedicated bookstore. Um, but to go to one of those, if you can try and find the shelf where you think your book will live and um, look, see what's there and look at those books physically and um, get a sense of where you fit. I think it's a very, very illuminating exercise because Uh, You know, if you want to write a book about X and you think you've just come up with this brilliant idea and you go to your bookstore and you see three books on the shelf that are darn close to X, you might have to really think hard about, you know, what are you really going to bring to the to the conversation? Um, And if you don't and if you don't see X, you might want to really think hard about hmm, why hasn't that book been written? What's going on here? 
Um, that's that's another way of thinking about it. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, I think in a lot of cases you're not gonna. You might be the first one to think of it, but there might be. A, you're right. There might be a reason why nobody else has done it before. And I think you're. There's a lot of times you're going to see a lot of the same books of what you're planning on writing. And yes, you can find your own flavor, but sometimes it's also a matter of what um, your personal um, what you're bringing to it as the writer, as the authority, as you mentioned before, if you're more of an authority on a specific thing than the other books that are out there, because anyone can write books these days, then you can still go ahead, right? Because you might have the built-in reader base already because of your authority or your celebrity or whatever it is that you're bringing to it. And I think that's a lot of what happens too. Well, and and you raise an important point, which is... um... I, I sigh before dis- discussing it. You know, um, in nonfiction, um, agents are, are are more often than not really looking to see what your author platform is. Um, do you already have a very, very large following on social media, way up in the thousands or tens of thousands? Are you the kind of person who speaks at big conferences? Can you move books um, in that kind of a setting? Um, move meaning sell. Um can you know can you do you have the attention of of a built-in audience already um that's you know part of your credibility and your your followership and you know they are they are looking for these kinds of things but i would never discourage someone who is passionate about their their nonfiction um work to worry about that overly i think you should write the book that you are meant to write and even if you don't have that platform um, there are still ways of uh, getting published. There are indie publishers who are who are who are um, not looking at that quite so intently as agents. And um, while it's true that having a platform is a big deal for getting an unpublishing um, deal, especially with an agent, I think anyone who has something to say in nonfiction um, should should write it and uh, worry about that secondarily. And of course, you can self-publish. I mean, that way it doesn't. Matter yes. Well, and, and one of the things that I do with clients is, and I think most book, most book coaches do, is we will work with you on the right path to publishing for you. Um, I am going to be starting work with a new client who may well end up self-publishing um, uh, a memoir for from a very interesting uh, life uh, and life path that he has had. And that's a lovely, lovely thing to do because you're accomplishing your goal of expressing yourself. And you are going to be able to share that with um, with audiences that matter to you. And not everybody um, needs, wants, or should pursue a, uh, you know, a six-figure publishing deal that's become a unicorn anyway. Um, and even thought leaders and emerging thought leaders can can get a lot out of uh, self-publishing if it's done if it's done well with a with a good marketing plan. I think that's very true. I think. Um... I've experimented with sort of writing nonfiction books and then marketing them through Facebook and stuff like that. And, you know, if you do have the following or if you create the following, that can be a, in some ways more a more profitable approach to take than going to a traditional publisher. And I think you mentioned, you know, it's a, a big boost if you've already got a huge following in other places. But I guess a book can also be a cornerstone of that. I mean, a lot of people use the book as their lead magnet for other services they offer, like fitness coaches or nutrition coaches and things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're going to if you're going to write into that 
that if you're going to write for those purposes, you want to be so clear about what you want the book to do for you and what should be in that book. And if you're going to use it as exactly as you say, kind of as a lead magnet or to get people to think about you as a service provider, you want to be incredibly clear about what the contents of the book should be. So it's all, it's kind of all of a piece. And these are the things you want to work all this up, work all this out up front because, you know, that table of contents and what's in that book um, has to really serve your purpose. So you want to be clear about what that purpose is. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay. So let's say now we're at the point where uh, the person decides they want to hire a book coach. What's, what's the next step? What is, what do they do? How do they find them other than obviously yourself, but um, how would they find the book coach? How do they get started? What kind of commitment of time and price and all that stuff? What, right. What's the... Well, let me let me start by saying that one of the easiest way to find a trained book coach is to go to authoraccelerator.com. Um, that's one word, authoraccelerator.com. Uh, Not accelerator, accelerator, A-C-C. And um, you can have access to um, certified book coaches in fiction and nonfiction. And um, there are ways to explore this without any financial commitment on your end to see if it's the right fit for you, to see if you can find a coach who's the right fit. Um, every coach will spend spend time with you on an intake call and figuring out whether you're a good fit for each other. So it, no one is no one's asking anyone to um, plunk their money down and, and, and take a big chance. Um, you can also now begin to, to to Google things like book coach and some some reputable um, sources should begin to um, to pop up now. Um, every book coach sets her or his own own prices, and many book coaches offer a variety of pra- of packages priced at very different levels. There's um, shorter term work that can be done for a lower dollar amount, and there are there's longer term um, hefty work that uh, can be can be purchased for. Um, for more, but I will just go out on a limb and speak for almost all book coaches and say that really any coach um, is certainly willing to have a conversation with you and work work with you and figure out what the right solution is uh, for you. Um, but um, there's there's a lot of different options and a lot of different ways in. Right. So they would find, I guess, a whole bunch of coaches. Maybe talk to a few to figure out what the best fit is for them and their their writing style. I imagine that although there are multiple book coaches that probably could work with any author, um, sometimes it's a matter of like personality fit too, right? Yes, it is. It can be personality fit. Some coaches are more laid back than others. Some, I mean, we're, you know, we're people too, right? So some coaches are going to have a more kind of a relaxed style. Some are going to be, um, uh, very kind of hard charging and um, um, really kind of help lay down the law for you. Um, of course, any really good coach is going to adjust to the needs of the client. But yes, I mean you are you are fitting personalities together in a in a in what becomes a real relationship. And so, of course, you always want to find the you know the find the fit that that's right for both of you. Yeah, that sounds like a lot like a fitness coach where, you know, some people like those hard coaches that are like, all right, drop, give me 20, come on, one more, five more, you know, and other people are like, I don't want a person like that, they'll piss me off, <laughs> you know, like. Yes, like, I, yes, I, yes, Greg, Greg, but maybe not quite to the extremes because, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully um, you will not be yelled at like a, like a drill, that's a drill sergeant would, would yell at um, a recruit. 
by a book coach. But yes, I mean, um, um, you know, I've talked to coaches who they're very forgiving when their clients are not meeting deadlines and, you know, you know, the clients coming back and saying, oh, well, you know, I had my mother-in-law here all week and I, I just really couldn't write. And the coach is like, that's fine. Let's, let's just reset that deadline. But then, you know, you might have a coach who's like, listen, you know, you're, you're shortchanging yourself here. This isn't going to cut it. Um, I need you to go set aside three days and you're going to get those pages to me. And, you know, different people need different kinds of, of motivation. And so I think it, it just depends on what works for you. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about that and I I'm flip-flopping in my head about how, how useful or not how useful, but um, you know, there's this idea you'd said it earlier, like somebody might say, um, you know, give me 20 pages by X date or whatever. Right. And so, as an author, you know, like you said, things come up, stuff happens, et cetera, and you don't always get it done. And from that perspective, sure, that happens. But but then I'm thinking the reason why a lot of people would need the book coach is because they're finding that stuff happens a lot, right? And they're letting it happen a lot. They're looking for these excuses not to write. But the reason why you hire the book coach is so that you will write and you will get it done. You have that accountability partner. And so it's almost like you, you kind of, it shouldn't matter whether you think you need that or not. You should pretty, pretty much always get that because otherwise, what are you doing, right? Like If you're always making excuses and you're always finding a, a reason why you can't, can't get the pages and your coach is like, all right, well, whatever. But then I, I don't think you're really being helped very much if that's the case, right? You're absolutely right that really almost every writer um, really benefits from an accountability partner. But I want to also emphasize the problem solving nature of the relationship, because as writers, you know, we do encounter problems with our story. There's what I call the muddle in the middle. I'm, I'm speaking fiction now because I write fiction. Um, you know, you get you get to the middle of the book and everything starts to feel real flabby and falling apart. And you're not quite sure where you're going. I mean, you've got problems as a writer. You've got problems with your protagonist. You've got problems with your secondary storyline. You've got problems with pacing, um, all kinds of things. And so the the coach is there to help you solve these problems, both through, you know, talk therapy you're talking things through with a really knowledgeable partner you're your book coach but also through so some of these tools well you know let's go back to the tool let's go back to the way we did you know our outlining process let's go back to um some of these other things that we did you know because of this then that which is a really powerful way of looking at motivation linkages and sort of advancing a plot in a book because because of this then that happens and because of that, then this happens and ways of sort of building in these linkages. And there's 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 tables you can literally, literally fill out to kind of flesh some of this out. So your coach is, a, yes, an accountability partner and a problem solver. Right. And the, and those things will slow you down, too. But those are more legitimate reasons. Right. And I was thinking more in terms of like there's always an external reason that you can yes. you can find that's going to stop you. But but that's what you need to figure out and work through. And that's in terms of the accountability side what the book coach can really help is just you sort of point it to you and say, listen, you're always finding these things that are stopping you from writing and it's not story related. Right. So let's work through those. Let's figure out maybe a better yes. time, a new schedule for your writing. Right. And then there's also the writing issues that might stop you, but those are more legit things that technically the book coach can help with. So 
uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's really helpful. I, I think too, you have to have a level of self awareness of of what your life is and what you uh, can do. You know, I, like I said, I would love to to write a book on I, I haven't written in a couple of years because uh you know hidden gems keeps me really busy and that's part of the problem is uh you know I, and i know that which is why i haven't started and, and a coach wouldn't really help me in that sense because the time just isn't there for me to find um when it is and i can do it and i know that i can do it because the time is there then you know a coach can help me if i end up still making excuses <laughs> You know, but uh, but you have to have that level of awareness of how possible it is and what's going on in your life. before. Yeah, yes, you're right. And you're being realistic. But, you know, you can also engage with a coach to to go through what we call a mini blueprint process, which helps you um, in a relatively short amount of time. Um, put some put some real meat on the bones for what you think your book is and who it's for and where it's going and what it's going to accomplish. And if you were to do a process like that, you might get so excited about getting your ideas out onto the surface in a structured way that you might realize I have to write this book therefore I'm going to find time to write this book I mean sometimes sometimes we don't find time because we're not yet that motivated about the need about the need to write or the passion to write sometimes if you find the passion for the project then you can find the time sure true and sometimes when those ideas are more solidified uh it helps to let them, per- I, for me, it helps to let them sort of percolate in my head a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, so, and then I come back to it and it's easier to, to write. So, um, so let's talk a bit about you and how, like, how did you get started into this? I know that you're a fiction writer, yet you've um, got certified in nonfiction um, book coaching. So what was this path that you took like? I was going to ask as well, like the certification specifically. I mean, that seems like a very specific path to take. So I'd love to, to hear about that as well. Sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted you. Yes. You yeah. No, no, that's okay. Those are those are two separate questions that I'm happy to, to answer both in the, time, in the time that we have. Um, I, for me, it's a marriage of uh, two um, converging trends in my life for, 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 for decades. And I may as well just admit it's decades. Um, I made my living... Um, in the nonfiction world, I was a journalist, both in print and public radio. Um, I was an executive speechwriter, um, did some some cabinet level speechwriting in the in the Obama administration. I did a lot of um, pretty complicated government communications work uh, in D.C. Uh, I've also done a lot of communications for for nonprofits um, and state government as well. Um, and so I've touched a lot of different parts of the nonfiction elephant, as it were. Um, and feel really secure in um, uh, my ability to um, understand and shepherd through um, writing that might deal with te- with complex, technical, factual type material, but make it very, very accessible. Now, on the flip side, because I've been writing uh, books and plays um, over the last dozen years or so, um, I think I understand storytelling as well. Um, and and you how you really need to read and engage a reader through story in one form or another. So when you when you mush those two together, um, book coaching becomes a very natural fit for me because I also love supporting and helping um, other writers on their own on their own journey. Um, so I, I do uh, I do uh, some other training and workshops and that kind of thing. And so I love that kind of engagement. So it really all comes together for me in one nice neat package, all wrapped up in a in a pretty bow. And how many authors have you helped so far? I was going to ask. 
Um, my coaching practice is quite new, so I, I, I have a, a small client load, but that's also by design because um, I spend a lot of time with each client um, on our calls and prepping for our calls and providing a lot of feedback on their material. And I really need to leave time for writing and marketing my own books. So to Craig's point, you know, it's about how much time do we have? So I'm managing um, a small roster of clients by design. Some book coaches um, have, you know, a really, really pretty big caseload. It just depends on how you want to design your business. It seems to me that it would be more reassuring if my coach didn't have a huge number of clients for that very reason. Well, you know, a really good coach, you'll feel like their only client. You'll never know. <laughs> uh, and then back to, to Roland's question, though, what's what's involved in the certification process? Um, so <clears throat> Author Accelerator um, offers um, a um, rigorous uh, track, either in fiction or nonfiction. Um, for a fee, and I'm not going to state fees because fees can change, and I don't want to say a number that's not the right number anymore. Um, and when you sign in, when you sign up for either or both tracks, because you can do either or both, although I, I don't know if you need to do them sequentially or if you can take them at the same time, it would be a lot to do both. I would say pick a track, pick fiction or nonfiction. Um, you then get access to uh, a very extensive series of um, learning modules. It's all online and self-paced. Um, there's, uh, there are practicums that you must complete. It's quite rigorous. It takes coaches, um, varying amounts of time to get through the course, depending on how much they push themselves. I mean, it took me over a year, uh, for completion, but I also had some obligations in the middle there that, that pulled me away for a couple of months. Um, but you, you, it's both, um, it's self-paced um, using a lot of these modules, which are very rich in content, both video and written materials, as well as these practicums that are hands-on because you are working with, um, with a client um, doing some of, the, some of the real work. And one of the, real, one of the best parts about, uh, about doing this through Author Accelerator is that you then have entree to a network of um, uh, coaches and coaching resources and an incredible knowledge base that really helps you as well as opportunities to really build and grow a practice. So the support on the business side, once you're certified. So it's a really comprehensive soup to nuts program. And for anyone who feels drawn to this work, I cannot recommend the program highly enough. Wow. Oh, yeah, but, and by cool. the way, there are many, many coaches in the US and throughout uh, the UK and other parts of Europe. Um, you can do this from, from anywhere. And I've been on, on Zoom calls with coaches all over the world. Well, I mean, in our connected world, especially, you know, post-pandemic, it almost doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you can, you know, if, if you have access to the Internet, then you have access to a world of people and knowledge <laughs> that's uh, really helpful. So, I mean, sure, it, it, I think in some cases it, it is helpful to have somebody um, that is maybe localized to you, even though you don't necessarily meet them. But if you're, there are differences in markets that you're trying to market to, or in, you know, uh, just localization issues. So maybe it's helpful for, in some cases to have somebody who is, if you're in the UK to have a UK based one. But, uh, I think in general, though, I think for a lot of people, a book coach in the UK, if you're living in the U S is still going to be just as valid, right? Agreed. So, well, that's great. So, and then your stuff that you've written, uh, your which your genre. Why don't you tell us more about your your personal writing that you do? 
Yes, I am definitely a multi-genre author. I basically find the story that I want to tell, and then I decide the best way to tell it. And a genre be damned um, has been my become my motto. So I actually did just release um, a, a, a paranormal uh, romance, which um, I, I'm kind of always quick to say um, it's, it's fairly meaty. There, a lot of men have read it and have enjoyed it. Um, many people still think that romance is throwaway fluff and there's so much being written in the genre which that that's just not true um and uh so the night hawkers is getting some some very very nice reviews and i'm really happy about that and uh, that's available now and then later this summer um i have a dystopian mystery thriller coming out from regal house publishing called the potrero complex and it's a it's a dark look at a mystery that arises from um uh, a society that is breaking down uh, a few years after a terrible pandemic, not our pandemic, an even worse pandemic. So it's bit mystery, but it's also speculative in a way. Hopefully not too speculative. I think I've done with the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the novel, the pandemic is over. It's over. No, it's <laughs> it's 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 about it's a book about aftermath and consequences and and impacts on society. And if I could say quickly, I I realize that. I, you know, I don't, I'm not a futurist, but I really did predict in the novel before it was in the news. Um, I predicted um, some of the um, some of the uh, uh, civil uh, unrest and, and threats to democracy that we are experiencing. I predicted some of that. I predicted some of the economic and resource source shortages that uh, that's going on. Um, big effects on the job market. It's all it's all in the book. <laughs> so. That's so maybe, maybe that should be moved into the nonfiction section. Um, actually, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you should be a futurist then. You know, so maybe that's another genre you can try to conquer. I was just thinking, yeah, maybe you don't have any choice in being a futurist. You write it and then it comes true, and you're like, oh, I guess I'm a futurist then. Yeah, that's well, a- then start writing some more positive stuff. <laughs> right. And that's a great idea for a book right there. Someone who makes up predicting the future, but everything that they predict comes comes true. That is actually kind of a cool idea. There, there we go. We'll yeah. have to. If anyone ends up writing that, you owe us twenty five cents for every copy. I, exactly. I feel like that. I feel like there was a children's uh, book or movie that was like that. I feel like um, I remember Probably. seeing a trailer years ago for something like that. The kids wanted to see, but nothing new under the sun. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well. Amy, we are coming up to the to the end of uh, our hour. It has been so fascinating talking to you. I think you brought so much context to to what it is people need to think about when they embark on a on a nonfiction book. I mean, I know I've written a couple of nonfiction books because I was so enthused with the subject at first, and then I realized I was like on that Dunning Kruger curve where you you have a certain amount of ignorance and you think you know everything, and then as you learn more, you realize how little you know. And then I was like, oh, these books, I'm really not an authority on these things. So. Uh, it sounds like you really make nonfiction authors think about what it is they're bringing to the table and the path of that. And I, that seems to have enormous value. That's exactly right. And that's the value of the coach to really help you sort of stay honest and true to what you're trying to accomplish and make sure that, that you get it, get it done the right way. That's what a well, yeah. you, Oh, Craig, you're going to say. No, I, I was just going to say, yeah, I think that um, you've really sort of given a really good overview too of everything that book coach does never mind just nonfiction you've covered a lot of the fiction stuff too and i think there's obviously a lot of overlap there in terms of how they can help you so anyone listening to this 
is um, who is interested in in the idea of book coach, I think they're probably going to be ready to to dive in and and at least to go onto the, to the websites and check out uh, what they have to offer. Uh, personally, you know, like I said, I, I think this is something that you know when I'm ready might even benefit me to help get me going. I've never written a uh, a nonfiction book; just it was all been fiction, right? So there's there's probably a lot there that. Um, would help me as well. Well, this has been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed the conversation. You have been wonderful hosts and you ask great questions. Oh, that's always nice to hear. Well, thank you so much, Amy. And uh, we will, of course, drop links down below to to all of the websites that Amy has been talking about. Um, So make sure to check those out. Leave us a comment. Leave Amy a comment. If you haven't clicked that like button, make sure you do so. If you're not already a subscriber, wherever you're listening to this, please make sure uh, you sign up as well. Thank you one more time, Amy, for for all of the valuable insight you brought to this. And uh, we will be back next week with another episode of Fully Booked. Stay tuned.